Welcome to the Business Family Marriage Podcast with Tim Smoyer. This is his personal podcast where he shares what he's learning about growing a seven-figure business while also raising seven children and deepening his relationship with his wife at the same time. He shares what he's learning, what's worked, what hasn't, what he's trying next to grow a fruitful business, family, and marriage. For more on that today, here's Tim. Well, hello. It's great to see you again for another Business Family Marriage podcast episode. I got notified by Spotify. They're like, congratulations, you did four episodes last year. <laughs> and I was like, only four? Like, it's like once a quarter, you know? So um, I'm looking forward to 2023 and doing more of these where we dig into uh, what it means to grow a fruitful family, a fruitful business, a, fru- a fruitful marriage, and doing all those simultaneously at the same time. It's a challenge, uh, one that I know very, very well and really love uh, discussing and talking about. I've been doing a lot of uh, conversations around that stuff with um, some married couples and individuals I am doing some like life coaching type of stuff with, uh, some, some of those types of creators, uh, and it's been awesome. So I, I love having these conversations, but I want to talk maybe a little bit more broadly and maybe do some more like a little bit of life coaching for myself here today uh, in in this episode and looking forward. I, had, I do have a plan for 2023 about how I can hopefully make this weekly, weekly content instead of quarterly content. I don't know. There's probably not another podcast that publishes as infrequently as I do, but uh, it's okay. It's about priorities. It's about time and we each do what we can, right? So, uh, you know, I was drafting some notes for this episode about everything I like, what have I learned about business, family, and marriage in 2022? It was a big year for us uh, and for me personally. Uh, thinking about like some of the dragons that I slayed, all metaphorically, of course, you know, in my business, in myself, and our family, and our marriage, and uh, what has the impact of that been? And uh, I think I'll go through like kind of just business, family, marriages categories, and then talk about the ones inside of me. Uh, the ones I've uh, tackled personally, the things that I've learned and some of those dragons that have been slain this past year and uh, what the outcome of that has been. Um, so, yeah, let's go through some of these some of these thoughts I, I, I jotted down. Um, first of all, on the business front, you know, I knew this before. It's something that uh, that I always believed, but this year it became cemented because I sold video creators. Like, now this honestly is the second business I've grown and sold. The first one was actually, uh, what year was that? Back in 2009, 10, something like that. Uh, I, I, um, sold a company that, uh, licensed a CMS, a content management soft a system for building websites. And it was primarily to churches and youth groups and, and ministries and grew that to about 500 and then figured out that I don't like offering support. Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, um, uh, I mean, I don't mind doing it, but uh, at that time I didn't have the ability or the knowledge to know how to scale and grow that to be able to offer, for other people to offer support instead of me. And so I ended up selling that one. Uh, I didn't really make hardly any money off of it. Uh, it was just kind of like more of a, like, can you, can someone else take this? I wanted this clients to be served well and I want to get this out of my hair and out of my life. So, uh, but, but this other business, Video Creators, just, you know, grew that for almost a decade and so, selling that this past September. 
that was a big deal. And so one of the things that stood out to me through that transaction and that transition and everything that we've been doing now too is that business isn't just about making money. Business is, I think for me, a, a primarily about relationships with coworkers, people on our team that we work with every day. It's about our relationships with our customers that hopefully we're serving their families well every day. It's about solving complex problems, both the problems that come up internally as well as the problems that are external ones that you're solving for your customers and, and for your clients. Uh, I learned that business is about make, ultimately about making the world a better place for your family, for your team's families and the families of the people you serve. And I think that's something like, it's actually here on my wall. Like it's something that I've always thought of. But the more I did business, and especially through the, the acquisition process, it, it forced me to like have those types of filters. Like, is this really what I believe? Or is this something I just say I believe? And in other words, am I going to sacrifice my team for the for the for the sake of you know making more money over this taking this offer versus that offer? Am I going to sac- Am I going to sell the business uh, primarily based on uh, who's going to give me the best offer versus where I think? Uh, our intellectual property and our team and our mission like is best aligned like those types of things and when you're faced with like dollar signs it forces like some like it forces you to like do I really believe this or do I just say I believe this and for me that uh, that opportunity really forced me to wrestle with a lot of these beliefs and thankfully solidified some of them uh, but this other thing that I learned about business, which was unique because of the acquisition, is I've always kind of thought like in our own business, there's all these gears that are turning. There's all these different levers you can pull to um, to make an impact in this area of your business or that area of your business or even in your life, depending on what the lever is that you're pulling in the business. And uh, and there's all these all these gears turning, but. Then I was like, I always thought of my business like all these gears, like just tons of like moving parts to get this thing, to get this service delivered. But for the acquisition, I'm like, oh, like my whole business is actually one big gear that could be like lifted up and put into this other business's like gears that are all moving. And so like now it's, it's not just like all these little gears in my business, but the whole business becomes a, a gear inside of another business, another organization. And, and and so like the business actually also this whole package that can be sold to another business. And now it's another gear that's operating and, and, and making someone else's operation even run smoother and better and, be, and allowing their operations to do bigger things than ever before. And so I think I'm convinced now more than ever that business is probably the one of the most worthy in like endeavors that we can focus our time in. It's like one of the most worthy things that's worth taking our time and attention. Uh, family, of course, is marriage definitely is, and I'd argue those those two come first. But business is like a close third because not only does it allow us to serve our family really well and other people really well, um, but it's it's a way that we can serve. Uh, it's a way that we can, like, especially with guys, like, we have responsibility. It's like a, there's like a dragon we can go slay. We can go out, we can kill it, we can drag it home. There's like problems we can solve and, and, and that we can get, like, engaged into. And, and there's these, these big things that if we solve it, there's like a big reward for our, for our families and for our communities and things. So when I was in, when I was in ministry, I didn't really believe that. I uh, this has been a journey for me over the past ten years. When I was a youth pastor full time at a church, you know, I 
kind of thought that business was primarily about making money. I thought it was primarily about trying to extract money from people. But now that I've been doing it myself for a while, like it feels like the exact opposite. Like business is one of the best ways to serve people and be it's like a win win win. Like our family wins, the other family we're serving wins, people on our team win, and then the people in our clients world win because now they're better, like their customers, you know, it's just like a, it's just like a really good, really good exchange. So it, it definitely solidified for me that business is primarily about relationships and not primarily about money. Money is the tool that enables us to continue building relationships together in that, in that way, right? Rather, rather than the goal. Uh, and kind of based on that, the second thing I learned is that it's really critical to hire people based on core values and, and, uh, and so that they're a good culture fit, not just like, hey, you have good qualifications here. Um, if there's a misalignment on core values, uh, it just takes, like they end up just taking the business in directions uh, in different directions than I than, than I thought we were going to go, uh, it creates confusion among the team, and then ultimately it makes the business about the only thing we really maybe do have in common at that point, and that is about making money. And so, as my first said point is like the main primary goal here is not just to make money. The primary goal here is to serve people and build relationships. Uh, but if we don't have that in common, then we just default to like everything's about about money. Um, and, and then we're not really pursuing this well-defined mission. It begins to lose its heart and other customers notice that. And then the feeling of what it's like to work inside the business starts to change. So it's just really important that when I think about hiring and, and growing up a, a culture where people, that people love, uh, not just like as employees and team members, but but even as customers, like they just love the culture. They love interacting with our business and, and the people there because they're experiencing part of that culture themselves every time they do. Man, those core values really got to be aligned. And I don't mean just like people agree that the core values are good, which are people for us, the external ones are people first, mission oriented and results driven. And then our internal ones are own it, do it right and change is good. And so we want anyone who experiences, uh, like us, the video creators, for example, to be like, yeah, totally. You guys are people first, mission oriented, results driven. You own it, you do it right, and you're not afraid to change because <laughs> in our industry that happens all the time, right? So, uh, yeah, just real important. I'm not going to tell stories there, but uh, it, really, it really needs to be important for the culture and, and, and the business. On the family front... Man, uh, one of the things that I learned about family in 2022 is that a healthy family really starts with a healthy father. Uh, guys, I'll be honest, like I haven't really been that emotionally healthy for most of my life and I didn't really realize it until about two years ago and I, I had this physical breakdown and I think I've told that story here as a... A video about it on the channel too, but uh, if you're not familiar with the story, basically I woke up in the middle of of the night a few years ago, and I just my stomach just it was the most painful feeling ever. It felt like it was clamping down on like this double-edged knife, and it, I've I like looked at myself like literally expecting to see something sticking out of my sides, like something was gonna be sticking out of my skin, and uh, and so I thought well maybe something I ate and. I wasn't that, uh, woke up my wife and we're going to go to the emergency room. She called the doctor first and the doctor, by the time the doctor called back, um, 
Uh, thankfully, the pain had subsided it was about a half hour later, um, and it was it still hurt, but it wasn't like excruciating. And I'm not like like this guy. I got pretty high pain tolerance. Like I'm not the guy who goes to the doctor for anything. Uh, in fact, uh, the doctor who was on call, who called back, wasn't even my doctor because it turns out like it's been so long since I've been to the doctor, the doctors, like I didn't have to go through the whole new patient initiation thing all over again. And so I ended up with a doctor anyway. But anyway, that happened. And uh, so I did go to the doctor after that. I went to a therapist too. And um, they're like, Tim, do you have any stress in your life? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't think so, but turns out like I did, and my body was feeling it, but my I, but my emotions were just so like turned off, like they were so offline that I couldn't even notice like the amount of stress I was dealing with, and that was on me to the point where like my body was like literally responding to it in the most painful way possible, I think, and I was still like, I think I think we're fine, you know, like I I don't know. So since then, um, I've I've been a, I'm doing a lot of work uh, on myself, and I've grown tremendously. Uh, going to therapy, going working with a counselor, and um, uh, trying to get in shape physically again. That's probably a whole another episode right there. That challenge. Um, I'm doing jujitsu, getting back on. I, I grew up wrestling um, in, in, in Pee Wee Eight Middle School, high school, and. Uh, they coached after college and stuff. So um, jujitsu is like the closest, next best thing, I guess, to that. And that has been good for me. Um, yeah, we'll make we'll make that a whole another episode, maybe perhaps another time. But uh, but what I notice in my family though is that um, no one in my family knew that anything could be different, and I didn't know that either. Like they, didn't, no one in my family knew that that. The, the family that they were experiencing could be better. Nobody knew that there was something in me holding the family back, including myself. And when I started growing and I started changing, and I be- started becoming more emotionally healthy and started working on the things that were actually taking a lot of those, those emotions offline. And, and I started to become more empathetic and, and those suppressed feelings be- began to come back online again. I started parenting differently. <laughs> I started hearing my wife better and the communication improved and, and grew. And, uh, yeah. And so it's like, guys, if, if you're a father and you're listening to this, uh, I would just encourage you, like, go seek out therapy. Like, it's awesome. Like, you go into a room and you talk with someone about things you don't even really know how to talk about, and you come out like a better person. And and it's just better for your family. It's better for your marriage. It's better for your business and, and everything. So um, uh, I'm sure a healthy family also starts with a healthy wife, too. Like, I'm not downplaying that. But what I learned this year is that in order for my my family can only be as healthy as I am, and I was hitting this wall and didn't know it until my body had that issue, and um, it forced me to kind of start evaluating some things, and that's, uh, yeah. So reading lots of books uh, about trauma, about therapy, about uh, all these things, about feelings and emotions, and and uh, I, and I kind of stopped this past year listening to a lot of business books. I started focusing more on those types of books, and so it's been interesting. Um, 
in the beginning, focusing, like when I was growing the business, reading, just consuming tons of business content was absolutely necessary. But in this stage of the business and where I'm at personally, uh, making that switch to consuming mental health type of, of literature. And not all of it is created equal by any means, but there's some good stuff out there. And uh, that was really helpful for me. So a healthy family really starts with a healthy father. And I would have said I was healthy beforehand. Um, I think what I'm saying is just like assume that you have room to grow. Assume that there is something you can do to make yourself better. Assume that like you're not as healthy as you could be. And assume that you don't really know what your family could look like and what your life could look like um, if you don't like uh, like w- without working on that stuff. You know, like you can't. There's no window into what the potential could be if you don't haven't addressed like the issues that that you have and i believe that we all have them i don't know how any of us could go through life without them (laughs) you know uh as long as uh, the world is imperfect and there are hurt people around us who um end up hurting people you know like and then we pass it on because we're hurt and maybe don't even know it that's it's just a vicious cycle so anyway parenting's different Wife, listen to my wife better. Our relationship is honestly better than it's ever been. I guess that leads me to the next category of marriage. What I learned about business, or what I learned about marriage in 2022. Um, And this kind of came out of a lot of the therapy stuff. Was like, I learned that Dana and I, my wife and I, really need to take overnight trips together at least once a quarter. We started doing this um, this past year. And it just came out of this time of like, um, hey, we've been married for almost uh, going on 16 years now, and we still kind of we still do dates like we try to do them once a week, which turns into like you know twice a month, <laughs> and uh, and we and we try to spend time together. But even going out on a date, like it's still not the same as having uninterrupted time together for several days. You know, because when you're on a date, like it's a couple hours and. You have stuff to talk about, and uh, we try not to make it about the kids, but sometimes we do anyway, and it's fine. I think I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson this past year, and he thinks that it's a great to like to uh, to negotiate and to grapple and to and to wrestle together over the the common problems and issues and challenges that you're facing as a couple and in your family. So he thinks that those dates are a good opportunity to do that. Um, so sometimes we do, but um, but. But when we get together for several days and just have uninterrupted time together, once you get past those conversations, now you're like, oh, like usually at the end of a date, you go back home and you're back into the real world again. But when you spend several days together, we get through those conversations and then we get to the other conversations we otherwise wouldn't have had, you know. Uh, like and the and the intimacy type of relationships and the connective type of relationships and the ones where you're just like hanging out and talking about like stuff that just comes up randomly like you did when you were dating you know so uh, this past this past year Dan and I we took a trip to Red River Gorge which is kind of maybe loosely like the east coast version of the Grand Canyon it's about um, two and a half hours uh, from where we live and uh, lots of good hiking, lots of good trails, lots of good exploring to do and, and kayaking and um, camping and, and all that kind of stuff. So, so we did that. Uh, and that was, that was kind of like our, our first time. And I remember driving back from that thinking like, why have we not done this 
often. I know why. We had seven kids in eight years. It's really hard to find childcare for for that many kids uh, for, for overnight for a few days, and uh, and especially when the kids were little and young. Now that our youngest is four, oldest is thirteen, a little bit older and a little more self sustainable, a little bit easier um, to, to to do that. Uh, think, think, yeah. So. Um, yeah, so we read, did River, River Gorge, we reconnected, we had time to bond, to talk, to dream about our family's future, to make memories, um, and then also set an example for our kids uh, in, in their marriages one day. Like, hey, my, like, I want them to grow up seeing a mom and dad that took time to invest into each other, into their relationship. I don't think it makes the kids feel like, you know, oh, they're forgetting about me. I think it makes them feel more secure. Like, I think all the research that I've been learning about lately is that when a, a husband and wife spend time investing into their relationship together, that um, kids see that and it makes them feel more secure. Uh, so we uh, we also did a trip this past year to um, uh, Rhode Island, went up to Providence, Rhode Island, a little a little island off of Rhode Island. Turns out Rhode Island is not an island. I didn't realize that until I got there. I guess I kind of knew that, but I'm like, why is it called Rhode Island? There's like lots of little islands out there, but Rhode Island is definitely part of the mainland, so I don't know. But anyway, we were on an actual island, and uh, Dana wanted to see all the all the lighthouses, and so um, she loves the Thomas Kincaid lighthouse type of stuff, and so. Uh, we went out there. We saw as many lighthouses as we could. We saw them by sailboat. We saw them by helicopter. We saw them by hiking. We saw them by driving. <laughs> you know, so uh, we it, it was a great time. Uh, it, just to some, get up early, go out on the beach, watch the sunrise, uh, come up over the ocean, and and then um, yeah, it was just good. It was a good time. Uh, so we definitely need to invest into each other. And we're trying to do that once a quarter. Um, so, and then personally, man, everything was impacted by me focusing on my own growth and my own health this past year. Um, like I said, I stopped listening to a lot of business books and started investing in into listening to a lot of like therapy and self not self help. Uh, that's not true. I mean, I guess you could put them in that category, but it was more like uh, yeah. It's, it's, um, trauma and it was, um, um, I don't know, mental health type of stuff. And then I started doing health, uh, self care this past year, which is weird. Like, guys, the trajectory. Okay, let me uh, let me maybe explain the story a little. The trajectory of me and self care this past year, pretty crazy. Um, so I have, a, I had, have, I, I had, and also still have, because I'm not totally rooted out of me yet. Beliefs that um, uh, that I that are not true and uh, about myself. Um, one of them was that uh, no matter how much money our business made, and no matter how much money was coming in, I felt like I wasn't. Uh, right word not worthy but like I didn't deserve it or uh, it wasn't it, it wasn't for me it was just for the family or you know and, and some however however I guess I want to say it, it came down to like um, uh, I'm I'm not worth investing into it's kind of what it came down to uh, which sounds weird I know <laughs> given this, this whole Paul this whole podcast um, 
But my my therapist was like, Tim, you got to do some self-care. I'm like, self-care? What? This is stupid. Like, what? Take care of myself? Like, what is this? <laughs> and uh, so I remember the first time I had I, I tried doing self-care. And all it was, you, you can laugh at me. It's I know, it's, fu- it's fine. All it was for me, and this was hard for me, okay? And then we all have different issues, but this one was mine. It was hard for me to sit on the couch at night and drink a soda. It was a, a Zevia sugar-free soda. And all I could think about sitting there after kids were in bed, the house was quiet, instead of going back and doing more work or doing something else, for me to just sit there and drink a soda, all that went through my mind is like, this is a whole dollar. Like this soda right here costs a dollar and I'm wasting it. I'm drinking a dollar and I, could, I felt bad. It was a dollar, right? A dollar, only a dollar. We can afford a dollar. We can. Mathematically, in a spreadsheet, it makes total absolute that we can afford a dollar soda. But I didn't feel like I deserved it. I didn't feel like uh, I was worthy of that. And I didn't feel like I could drink that and in good conscience. I was just like, you're wasting a dollar. And for what? You know, and that was really, really hard. Um, and so... I kept doing that, you know, not every night. I couldn't do it every night, but it, like maybe a couple times a week, I'd sit down at the end and I would just have like a drink of something that wasn't water, you know, uh, which is mostly what we drink in our house. And that felt, that felt weird. Um, I'll, uh, I'll skip ahead a little bit to a few weeks ago now. Um, I was having some of this stuff come back up for me and, um, I just needed to get away. At least I'm noticing the signals now. Before, I didn't even notice them, <laughs> so that's good. But uh, So I just needed to get away from the house for a little bit. So um, Dan was watching the kids, and uh, I was just going to go run some errands. I needed to go get some more dog food and some more chicken feed and some more cat food. And so I was going to Tractor Supply, getting some of that stuff. And while I was there... I saw, you know, you first walk in the tractor supply, they got like the clothing section. Usually I just skip right past that. But they had a rack of of um, Carhartt sweatshirts, hoodies. And I was like, I like Carhartt stuff. <laughs> so I went over, started looking at it, looked at the price tag. Uh, the first one I picked up was like $80. I'm like, nope, no way I'm spending $80 for a hoodie sweatshirt. Most of my hoodie sweatshirts I get for free when I go to conferences from different vendors, right? So, like, no way I'm paying for one of these. And uh, so I put that back and, like, I found a cheaper one and it was like 70 bucks. I'm like, okay, no, no, no. I get... So I, I, found the, I found the cheapest one. It's $55. And I stood there. I don't know how long it was. Probably, it felt like half hours, probably two minutes. I don't know. But, you know, um, just like, cont- it was a lot more than two minutes. I know that. I was contemplating... Like, should I buy this for myself? Uh, and for context, Dana, my wife and I, we get, uh, now we get 50 bucks a month in blow money, which is like, you can go spend it on whatever you want. And uh, it used to be 25 bucks. It was 25 bucks a month for almost a decade. It does roll over, thankfully. So most of the time I would save mine up for several months before, uh, or even like a whole year before I'd kind of like spend my money once a year on, on something. But we recently increased it to 50 bucks a month. And so the sweatshirt is 55 and I'm like, this is like one month's worth of blow money for me. 
Um, like, I, I can get this. But I, I remember standing there, like, going back and forth in my mind of, like, but can I and should I? And it wasn't, like, the could I afford it thing. It was more of, like, am I worth this? Like, $55 spent on myself. Can I do that? And I did. I went to the checkout line the whole time. It was a struggle, guys. But I went to this checkout line uh, with a pile of animal food. And I bought this green Carhartt hoodie sweatshirt for $55. And I put it on. And I go home. I show it to my wife. And she's like, oh, I like that color green. And when she said that, I was like, Oh, it felt so good, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, because I'm starting to feel things now, which is great. And uh, and so that hoodie, I wear it probably several days a week now. I throw it in the laundry, it gets washed, and then I have it back on. Because now I, like, it just feels good to wear that hoodie. And to go from, like, I couldn't even drink a dollar soda to now I was able to buy, spend $55 on a hoodie for myself. Like, that just felt... That is progress, guys. Like, that is definitely um, a win, you know? And so that buying that hoodie was self-care. Oh, on that same trip, I actually went to Sonic and bought myself a $6 um, ice cream shake or something like that. Like, the, the mixer with, like, the, all the stuff. Like, the good stuff, not just, you know, the, the, the liquidy stuff. So it was good. Um, and doing those two things... It was good. It, I, I, I think the principle is kind of like coming out of this year for me is like, Tim, if something feels hard and you don't feel like you can do something, you probably should do it just because it feels hard and uncomfortable. Like if there's discomfort in doing this thing, that means you should probably do it just because it's uncomfortable and let whatever, whatever is surfaced from that just come out and handle it, feel it, wrestle with it. Um, process it, like, just do that. Uh, and so another part of that for me this past year, one of these other dragons I started slaying in me is I started meeting regularly with some other guys this, uh, this past year, having them over to our house just to hang out around a fire. And, um, yeah, it was fun because, uh, I, that's another thing, like, I don't do to, like, take care of myself is just invest into relationships outside of work, outside of family, just guys where we just hang out, we talk, we connect. Uh, and so I started this thing, I guess you'd call it maybe like a little mastermind. It's not really a mastermind. That, uh, each of these guys, we come and um, we do about twice a week, sit around a, uh, a fire at my place. And it's just like, what's a, what's a win? What's something that we can celebrate with you from, from the past, since the last time we met? And then uh, what's a challenge that you're facing right now that we can maybe brainstorm with you and see if we can help you come up with some solutions for it? Uh, and sometimes they're parenting challenges, sometimes they're marriage challenges, sometimes they're work or business challenges, sometimes they're personal, you know, and those are just fun just to like sit there. And uh, we don't always follow that format, but it was kind of like a good thing to make, give, it gave us an excuse to come together and sitting around the fire is good because guys like, you know, and, oh, and we have we all bring our favorite beverage too. So we're sitting around the fire, and we don't have to make eye contact. We can just stare at the fire. It's like guys who go to a sports bar; like they all want to connect, but they don't want to look at each other. So they'll all sit at a bar and stare at the screen instead, right? But uh, we're just using a fire, and uh, it works. It works well. It, it was good just to start to building into those relationships and 
um, and having those, those guys over at my house regularly to connect. I also started listening to my own emotional needs and what I need when I need just a break, when I need a time out, when I just need to like get, have some me time and uh, disconnect for a little bit. Um, so I'd be with the, the counselor regularly helping me through that. Uh, and I wanted to be mentored uh, too. And uh, the, the, who's been kind of like quote unquote mentoring me in terms of what content I've been consuming a lot of has changed um, during different seasons of my life. But this past season has been a lot of Jordan Peterson, both on, on, this, on the clinical side of, of psychology and counseling um, and using those tools to live a more fruitful life. I think it's a big theme. I'm putting those words in his mouth, but that's a big theme I pick up on, uh, pick up from, from him. Um, but then just also like just the, how he thinks and the improving myself and using, um, yeah, just all, all that. But I've been, I was considering myself being mentored by Jordan Peterson this past year and really diving into his content on, on, uh, primarily on YouTube, um, and listening to his stuff there. Um, another thing, my wife and I, we've been learning how to have hard yet very honest conversations in healthy, appropriate ways that are actually really good and really fruitful. Um, that's been a, a good challenge, but one that we've been diving into. And then personally, I started doing this life and business coaching with some hand-selected creators. I decided like, I'm only going to take five of them and we'll just meet once a month. I can do that. You know, it doesn't take, it doesn't take away too much from my, uh, from working at vidIQ and launching, building everything. We're getting ready to launch there and, uh, my own, my own, uh, uh, things here at home and stuff too. And, and it's been good because as I sit and listen to what other, someone else is processing, experiencing, whether it be like, just like, I just need help with my sales funnel on my channel and my, in my business. Or it's like, Hey, my, I, 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 um, want to do this with my, with my life and my business. Like I got the success and I'm making millions of dollars a year on, through my content. And I would work so hard to get here. Now that I'm here, it's like, now what? Like, what do I do next? Like, what does the future look like? Um, and maybe, maybe sometimes disillusionment sets in at that point too. So it's just been fun to have those conversations because I, I noticed that when I'm listening to someone else share those stories with me and I'm listening to them and processing them in a much healthier and better way in a different lens than I had before, um, it's helping me like work through some of my own stuff too. Cause when I articulate it out loud, like it's easier to help someone else with their problems than it is to deal with your own. Right. And so as I listen to these, these stories, uh, a lot of it's like, ah, oh, yes, that's so true. Let me share something I've learned over the past year. That's really been helpful for me. And as I say that those things out loud to coach those people, it like becomes like my belief in it goes deeper. Maybe I believed in it like a five, but after like coaching someone else through the same thing, like my belief in it goes like a, a six or a seven, right? So, uh, that, that's been, that's been really good. Uh, just to kind of work with a few of those. By the way, if you're interested in that, you go to timschmoyer.com and you can apply for coaching there, find out more about what that entails and what it looks like. Um, but the end result of all of this for me, it's just been like just more fruitfulness in my life and in the life of other people around me. Uh, I found that the best fruit comes as a result of the hardest work. 
And so if you want to experience more fruit in your life and you want things to become healthier and better in your business and in your marriage and your family and your relationships and even your relationship with yourself as cuckoo as I think that sounds as I say it out loud, but I know what it means. Hopefully you know what it means too. Like if you want to experience the most fruit in your life, you just look at whatever feels the hardest, whatever feels like it's the most challenging thing to address and overcome, and you tackle that thing, right? The deeper the challenge, the better the fruit is going to be. Whatever the hardest thing is to tackle in your life is probably the best thing to tackle that will result in the best fruit and the biggest yield and fruitfulness in your life in your in your ministry if you're a church worker or your business if you're a business owner or your marriage or your or in your family or in like wherever your life is impacting people including yourself like that's that's where you'll find the most results and the most fruit so as I look forward to 2023, like my goal is like, I want to do hard things. And part of why I sold the business is because I want to do something harder. I want to do something bigger. You know, we're, we, we developed a good system for coaching uh, last year uh, at Video Creators. We coached 635 clients. It was great. But now at VidIQ, can I develop a system for coaching 2 million creators? You know, to, like, can, can we, can we do that? What does that look like? That sounds hard. Like, the bigger the dragon is, the bigger the pile of gold is that it's probably protecting, you know? And so we've been working through uh, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings as a family. Um, and just thinking, if, you've, if you're familiar with The Hobbit, if you've seen the movie, you know, like, that, that, that dragon is huge. But the amount of gold it was protecting for, I think, centuries or whatever. Like, it was was huge, too. And so I'm thinking, like, in my metaphorical middle life, I go slay that dragon, that gold is mine. But it's not a little dragon. It's not like, you know, you overcome these little things, and it might be like overcoming a lot of little things in order to overcome the big thing. That's certainly part of a part of this journey and part of this walk. Uh, but my goal for 2023 is, like, do hard things. Like, what dragon is do I still have to overcome and slay that is protecting the most gold, the most reward, the most benefit, the most health, the most everything on the other side? And I don't know. That's my goal for 2023. One hard thing for me is like, how can I have more regular content on this podcast where we talk about things that are about fruitfulness in our lives and our businesses, our families and our marriages and that's what I want to explore. I don't think that's going to be the hardest dragon, though. Actually. I think that one, like, you know, I've been doing content for over a decade. We've worked with literally thousands of creators. Like, I know how to do the content game. That's not hard. Um, but there are certainly some other big, hard things that still have. I feel like, I feel like the, <laughs> I have been tackling the hardest stuff so far. Um, so part of me is like, oh, it's going to get easier next year. I don't want to say that out loud, though, because as soon as I do, that one's going to bite me in the butt. Um, it's been a hard two years. It's been a hard two years, but it's been absolutely worth it, and it's been good, and it's been fruitful. So do hard things, slay the big dragons, kill it, drag it home, and take the reward and the fruitfulness that comes as a result. So that's what I got for this episode, guys. That's what I've been thinking about. That's what I've been processing and going over inside of me. Um, I know there's probably lots of stories and maybe lots of questions even that come up for that. If you've got questions, um, 
I want to make more regular content here on the Business Family, Mar- Business Family Marriage Podcast. I'm also thinking about changing the name, but I would love to hear a voice message from you. If you go to businessfamilymarriage.com slash voicemail or use the link in the show notes, um, yeah, just, just record your questions, record your stories, record your responses, and I'd love to respond to those in future episodes here. So uh, I'd like for us all to learn from each other. So once again, I want this to be just like Tim Schmoyer telling you what's going on in his life like what's going on in your life and what have you been learning this past year and and how can you share that in a way that's a good challenge and a good a good encouragement for the rest of us here as well so use that submit your voicemail messages looking forward to hearing your questions and your stories and thank you for hanging out and i'll see you guys again next time i don't know if it's next week or next month or when it'll be But hopefully, definitely in January 2023, we'll start having some regular for you. So anyway, thank you for hanging out, and uh, I'll see you guys soon. Bye.